Football is around the corner, and we are ramping it up over here on the Ringer NFL feed in the month of August. Every week, Ben Solak and I will be bringing you not one, but two extra point takens. That's right, double the trouble as we predict, debate, and analyze our way through camp and the preseason every Monday and Friday. But that is not all. Steven Ruiz and I will be coming to you every Wednesday. We'll talk about everything in the world of the NFL. And who knows, maybe Steven will even have something nice to say about your favorite squad. Though, frankly, I wouldn't count on it. Subscribe to The Ringer NFL Show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow The Ringer NFL on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Ringer NFL. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a new champion. But I'm better than you. And you know it. D-M-D. Acknowledge me. Well, ding dong, hello. Embrace the vision. And we want the smoke. Lately, he just hasn't been... Very oozy. Heard worldwide. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Wednesday Worldwide. Worldwide? A proud member of the faction known as the Ringer Wrestling Show. My name is Ben Cruz, and I'm a producer here at the Ringer. And with me, as always, my tag team partners, senior editor at TheRinger.com, Cal Davenport, and of course, the super producer, here at the Ringer, Mr. Brian H. Waters. Mr. Waters, I, I see jersey on you, and it does not look like a Baltimore <laughs> Orioles jersey, and I have some questions. It's a mm-hmm. Seattle Mariners jersey. Please explain yourself. Yes, please. I mean, if it's a Seattle Mariners jersey, it can only be one person. The if, person it, if, it, if it's not 24, we're going to have to have a conversation. Of course it's 24. Okay. I'm the greatest right. baseball player ever. And okay. It, it even as long as it's Griffey. stitching from '95. Okay, Griffey gets the pass. I just I didn't know if you were you're turning on your Orioles. Oh, never in the middle that. of a, no, a, a historic season. That. No, that's the reason why I couldn't wear it last week because they were playing the Mariners. But you know, uh, I got you. you know, so uh, is he going Griffey. full Jimmy Uso right now on, on, <laughs> on the Orioles? It's <laughs> <Uses. laughs> the greatest thing I saw on TV last week. Oh, what that was moment. great. What a that moment. Was 
That was fantastic. Well, it's good to see you guys. Good to um, see you, man. Happy belated f- birthday to Ben, yo. Right. Right. Thank you. Tried to Salute. sneak that in there. Salute. Thank you. Nah, you, you know, it was it was a couple days past. You know, it was it, literally the, the amount of days past it or after we recorded the last show and before this one. So, but thank you. I appreciate no, that. No, 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 no. Um, and let's kick things off the right way with some high spot headlines. And you know the deal. I'm going to read out some of the biggest headlines of the week in the world of professional wrestling. And whoever wants to tag in and let some thoughts fly, let it fly. First up, CM Punk. I don't know if you guys have heard of him. And Jack Perry had a what was described as kind of a heated disagreement backstage at AEW Collision. Now, I'm throwing this to whoever wants it. These reports of Punk having an altercation of some sort or a disagreement or a a heated conversation seems to be almost regular, right? To the point where a couple of these have come out that we haven't put on High Spot Headlines purposely. (laughs) But now... There's enough of a uh, sample size here. We're, we're bringing this up. What what the hell is going on here? Uh, whoever wants to tag in, please do. Because I just got to know. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's funny because it's like when last year was last year was when they got into the big altercation after yep. all, all out. Yep. Um, right after Labor Day. Right after Labor Day. I... And, and still right now, it feels like there's two sides in AEW. It's if you're rocking with Punk and if you're rocking with the Elite. And that's it, it sounded like a nice faction back and forth. You know, something that... A nice the, concept. Yeah, the, the, kid, the kids who read the dirt sheets and want to, you know, fantasy book all the time, you know. that. But it sounds like it's real. And the only thing that confuses me is that it always sounds like it's Punk is the one either directly in the mix or the one who is instigating. Like the, the Jack Perry situation, I believe was uh, there was a spot on a, on a show that a collision that they were taping a couple of months back where he wanted to use real glass. Right. And CM Punk, which I mean, I, I think CM Punk said that Tony Schiavone, the officials, the doctors, everybody was like, you're not using real glass in this spot. Sure. So I can understand that. Um, but it's it's uh, th- this the conversation was punk saying that he thinks that this was perry not wanting to work on the show next week and then there's the whole thing after after they stopped taping collision and the the, the comments about uh, adam page and and which apparently respond based off of the elite re-signing and the comments that were in it's i don't know if cm punk can't help himself but it like it, like he because he he, it, he he definitely wears his emotions on his sleeve and he's not afraid to speak when you know when it's it's time for him to talk. But I wonder if that aspect of him contradicts the business side because at a certain he's him and Samoa Joe is going to be great, but at some point people are going to be expecting Punk to be going up against an Omega or going up against the Page or something like that, and. If the, if these people aren't even allowed to be in the arena on collision, or if there's always going to be static if they happen to be backstage at a, at a dynamite, how can they work in the ring? Right, Brian. Yeah. What do you got? This Man, is I just this is weird. It is very weird. I think when I think about CM Punk, it comes down to he's a WWE guy. 
Yeah. And a lot of the stuff we've seen with Cody Rhodes, when you watch the documentary, he says he left because of a personal issue. But when you really watch the doc, the biggest takeaway is he kind of did everything to get back to WWE, right? Because that's where he was homegrown. Yeah, CM Punk came from the independents. He was, you know, you could credit him for kind of breaking through a door that allowed more people like him to make it big time. But once he learned the business side of the WWE and the reason why there was that structure, I think when he, from my knowledge, from what I hear, it seems like the Young Bucks wanted to, and the Elite kind of wanted to be like a family-oriented. And you always hear people say it's not the wrestling family, it's the wrestling business. And I think a lot of times it seems like he's trying to implement that. And hence why it's kind of like he's out there on an island by himself. And that's the reason why it seems like it's CM Punk and everybody else. Uh, And when you look at a show like Collision, it's like you got punk friends and then you have people who don't rock with punk. So, you know, obviously I'm not backstage, but it just seems like everything comes back to these issues being him trying to really get them to understand it's the wrestling business and not the wrestling friendship. I can see that. I mean, part of me has this thought that or maybe even hope that this is just all like my conspiracy theory is they're just making this shit up because <laughs> punk I hope punk so in a punk in a headline will get talked about. Every podcast will pick it up. Every you know wrestling site will pick it up to write about, right? And mm. that's just the nature of punk's name in the game right now, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. That being said, so there was also the you know obviously they, he he banned Nick Nemeth or or whatever from Ryan backstage Ryan, Col- Nemeth, Ryan yeah. Nemeth I'm yeah. sorry Nick uh, shout out to Nick Nemeth uh, uh, AKA Salute. Dolph Ziggler uh, he banned but, him too pretty sure <laughs> yeah I mean I'm pretty sure he's banned as well Dolph mm. Dolph can't enter the the building for many reasons <laughs> but also Christopher Daniels banned Christopher from yeah. Collision like what what is happening this seems like such an untenable situation where at some point this is going to boil over and, and be just become really, really bad. Right. right? When, and that was a quote too from, you know, obviously sources you got to take with a grain of salt, but mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think you need a source to tell you that this is not, it's not healthy when your biggest star or one of your biggest stars, biggest names literally can't be on another show right. that you produce. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and you're keeping other people away from him on, quote, his show, right? Right, right. How, that just doesn't seem like a healthy work environment. You know what I mean? It, it, it'd be like if we were doing this pod and, like, Brian and I couldn't talk to each other. Like, we had to tell, we had to tell you what to tell him <laughs> so that he could respond and we could do a pod. Like, that shit yeah. just wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't even. <laughs> but but the, it's, it's, a, it, but it's one of those interesting situations because... If, I mean, if you go all the way back, you know, the, the, the reason that Chris Jericho was the guy at the beginning of AEW it, is because I believe Tony Khan wanted CM Punk, but Punk wasn't ready to, to right. go back to wrestling. Right, right. That guy. So oh, Jericho right. was in that slot. I think Khan has always wanted, he's always had this vision of if we're making the the alternate 
version of what's already out there for pro wrestling. You gotta have the CM Punk guy there, literally, because he is the antithesis of at least the way he's been put on that pedestal of what's going on over in WWE. So I think on the one hand, and and he's, you know, unabashedly one of the biggest stars in pro wrestling, one of the biggest names associated with pro wrestling right, right now. Right. Um, so he, I think very much Tony Khan wants Punk in that position. But uh-huh. on the flip side, you've got Kenny Omega and the Bucks, and and they are EVPs at the company, and they're there day to day on the flagship show. They're putting they're, they're they've been orchestrating this since the beginning. So I think you've got a, you've got a bunch of people who understand the business and the way they want to present it. On one hand, on the other hand, you've got a guy who is about the business, but is also very, I don't want to say toxic, but there, he has a lot. There's a you lot can of, say it if you want, Cal. There, there's a lot. Of, <laughs> when, when he steps in the room, there's there's going to people going to be people that love him, going to be people that hate him, and there's a lot of reasons why. And that stuff doesn't mesh. That's why these conversations get interesting when you get to Wembley Stadium, when you get to All Out, because you have to figure if. CM Punk has a title, an AEW title with an X through it. And he, there's no talk of him wrestling an MJF, a Kenny Omega, or any of the big names outside of who's on collision for that title. At a certain point, it's going to look like Jade Cargill with that TBS championship over here, Ooh. with the women's division over here, with all the bangers for the other title. Because it, it, and I don't, and it's, it's, the circumstances are different. I don't know why Jade isn't over there, but I know why CM Punk isn't over there for that other title. And it's because of all this other stuff, real or not, it paints a picture of CM Punk looking like somebody that they can't can't do business with everybody, which isn't going to work if a lot of people in that business are clearly rocking with the elite. Yeah, I mean, this feels like a ticking time bomb that, uh-huh. you know, you don't want to see go off. The same time you kind of do because it's, it's, it's at the end of the day, it's professional <laughs> wrestling. It's all entertainment. You know what I mean? But yep. again, it just doesn't seem like a healthy work environment at uh, all. And again, like you don't have to get along with everybody. Like this is professional wrestling. There's a long history of feuds extending beyond what's on screen. I like you know. There's a long list. Of, the first one that comes to mind is like Sean and Brett. Right? Mm-hmm. They didn't like each other, but they were Facts. able to make it work Facts. where they could talk to each other have bangers of matches yep. and and move on, right? Hogan and Savage. Hogan and Savage. Big the, facts. The, the fact that, again, the biggest star in the company and three EVPs slash three other of the biggest, maybe four of the biggest stars in the company can't be on the same show, can't be in the same room. What are we, what are we doing? And again, I hope this is at the, maybe this is all just a giant work, right? It could if, be. If, if in like a year, they're all of a sudden they're having their Madison Square Garden moment inside of a blue cage and <laughs> hugging the shit out of each other, you know, and we're all just we become those guys screaming on camera. I don't know. I, th- th- then we got to throw give it up, you know, give it up to them for yeah, doing yeah, that. Pl- applause for the master uh, work. But, standing, uh, standing ovation. But that just yeah. doesn't seem what this is what, what's no. happening. Like AW doesn't have the clout. That WWE did or does to kind of be pulling off this shit. God damn. You know? <laughs> so mic drop. I don't know. It's 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 there's a reason why it's constantly in the news. Right? Mm-hmm. Any disagreement, right? Like, oh, right. this is it. This no, is gonna be right. hot. So it's it, again, it it just seems like it's already untenable and it's just it, it's it's just gonna get worse. So next up on high spot headlines, Booker T says Mark Henry 
is wrong. There is an AEW and WWE war. Brian, uh, for more context, you know, Mark Henry was saying there's not a war. It's, it's a win for all wrestling fans, which is, which is true. Uh, but I, I think Booker's point is I mean, both things can be equally true. Uh, yeah. There's clearly a war here, right, between these two companies. Like, it's, it's, I don't think they're hiding from it. I think what Booker T means is, and Mark Henry lived during the Attitude Era as well. Sure. Yeah. But Booker was crawling and scratching from behind at one point in front. Yep. So, like, a lot of times we'll talk about a war and on wrestling Twitter, the commentary when you have AEW Twitter versus WWE Twitter, WWE fans will re- usually remind, say, no, we've seen the war when it was WCW versus WWF and you had fans, you had a channel change. You had to fight for real estate on television. Now, you don't have to necessarily do that. So when I hear the statement, I'm thinking like Mark Henry's like, look, you know, he understands AEW won't be WWE. Right. And, you know, essentially he's happy to have a job. Um, they're not saying he can't work in WWE, but I see Booker T like, no, nah, look, it's a war because every week we still going to put on our best product. And essentially he's not taking AEW lightly just because he's in front, you know, or on the winning team, especially considering Booker T is on NXT, which is like I've said time and time before and got a lot of heat and voicemails about this. Yeah. Get him, get him. <laughs> Is the equivalent to AEW Dynamite, <laughs> <laughs> and, and and you know, I mean, look at you got Mellow Hayes getting ready to face Wesley. That's the equivalent. Oh, we'll talk of, about that. We'll talk about MJ that. Oh, absolutely, Adam Cole. I'm just saying. Whoa, I mean, not shocking given your your past takes on this. Sorry, Cal, go ahead. No, no, no. Well, because the thing is, is they uh when if you if you go into what Booker T was was talking about, I mean it's funny that he he, he said he didn't know what Mark Henry was smoking when uh, he, he made <laughs> right. that comment. But um, it's it, the concept of you know it, it you 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 don't want to say it's a war, but for Wembley Stadium, the conversation has been how soon are is AEW going to surpass the ninety two. Uh, S- SummerSlam, Wembley, Wembley Stadium tickets. I believe they they they're they're already over. I think they already 000. did. Yeah. yeah. So um, but but then Booker T's like, but how long have they had to promote it? How long have they had to you know build that up? And and again, it is the first UK show that they've ever done. So it's it's automatically it it, it better be gangbusters. They've never been out there. and They've been building the steam. So I think from book from Booker's mentality, and I think from the mentality of a lot of people who aren't really saying things, it, it, how can it not be a war? How, it, 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 it's, it's AEW positioned themselves as the alternative. The, and they did, they're, I want to say they did, they're doing very well in their demographic, you know, for the people they're, they're, they're trying to the hook the fans that, they, that are AEW fans, they know are going to be tuning in Wednesday, going to be tuning in Friday. They got them. You just got to go on Twitter right. and see, they got them. I it, it it really you, you don't really see the warlike tactics until uh when, when when people get released and who gets picked up on certain certain federations right. or that I, I feel like it was a couple of months ago there was a conversation coming back at WWE uh supposedly putting the squeeze on arenas for for who, who may be booking AEW uh, before or after a WWE show in terms of the promo which is all 
stuff I've seen that type that same type of stuff happen in the world of comedy and other things as well. It's just how people promote businesses and promote uh, events and whatnot. But yeah, I think it's uh it may it it may not be a head to head channel change mm-hmm. war like Brian was mentioning earlier, but I think it's it's you you can't act like certain Cody Rhodes mentioned him earlier. He came out there with the with the sledgehammer early and broke the throne. <laughs> right. I mean this this stuff has been happening. Subtle, not so subtle, whatever the case may be. It may it, it, you can't it's not change the channel war because they can't do that. But people looking at them numbers every week. There's a reason mm-hmm. that those conversations right. about those ratings are happening. That's directly because someone wants to see which federation is doing better this week, this month, this quarter, whatever the case may be. I mean, it's it's definitely not an active war as as it was, you know, during the the Attitude Era versus you know Nitro. Um, you know, there's no Tony Schiavone spoiling. <laughs> You know, a mankind <laughs> title win live right, on the air, right. right? There's, there's none of that. There's no DX invasion, uh, th- and there's no, th- there's very little even acknowledgement of the other it's, company. There's right? some it's, subtle stuff though. There's I, a lot of, but th- that was kind of going to be my point. Was just it's more of a cold war yes, these days, right? Yes. Where it's just like it's very subtle shots. So you know, th- you know, they make kind of gestures about the other company yeah. right they, they won't outwardly say it but you'll know what they're talking about and and then there's also like the counter programming right right, right. Th- that's just the, they're, they're going head to head against Paper each views other. running on saturdays uh, one, right. one aw one nxt things like that happen a lot yeah right so you, i mean aw's trying to stack you know their their collision card because it's going against SummerSlam. like it, they, it, it's again it's not again as active of a war as it was um, in the '90s and kind of at its peak, or the Monday Night Wars, but it's it's definitely a war, and it, it's it's going to continue, you know, because you know AEW, I think has put in the legs for longevity. I think that's the name of the game for them right now. Um, and it, it it a war doesn't necessarily mean that there's going to be an end, right? I think that's where. Um, that's probably the misconception. I think they're just going to be going to war for a long time for for our attention, for our fight, our, fight forever, fight forever. Yeah, um. well, I don't know if WWE would enjoy that uh, just because that's the name of <laughs> AW's game or video game. But it's uh, I see what Mark Henry was was saying um, yeah. because it's just not as active. But again, Booker's right, man. It's it, there's it's, a war going on outside. No man to save from. Yeah, no, that's exactly what's happening. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So we're with it. But, you know, it's, again, Mark Henry's also right in that it is a win for us because we get now we have double the amount of stuff to talk about. Uh, almost too much, which Indeed. we've talked about a lot here on the pod. Uh, last one on High Spot Headlines. Lacey Evans is likely done with WWE and for more context, if you haven't seen it, she posted on Instagram last night that as of midnight today, uh, Wednesday, that, you know, you'd be calling her by her, I believe her real name now. Macy? Uh, yeah, Macy. And uh, the last her last name is escaping me at this point. But um, that's led a lot of and nothing's made, been made official yet, but it looks like, you know, she. She's no longer Lacey Evans. She's now on her Instagram bio and Twitter bio. It's formerly known as Lacey Evans. Cal, is 
how disappointed are you that Lacey Evans just never worked out? I'm. I was never on the Lacey Evans train, and I, but I think the problem mm. was there was I. I never really had her like there, there. I never connected with her. I did. I don't think they sure. really um, gave her. There were a couple of start stops, but mm-hmm. I don't think the character felt fully fleshed out at all. And it seems like it, 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 it's actually kind of. It, she must have been frustrated because at the end, a thousand percent when she was trying to lean in, because I said one of the first things she has in her bio now is, uh, you know, that she's a vet. And she was trying to, you know, put the, the that stuff into her character as well. But the, the, the Sergeant Slaughter looking stuff got a lot of flack this last time out. I think uh, people didn't really latch on to, when they tried to make her a baby face, I don't, I don't know if, if she hadn't been around long enough to really pull off some of this stuff, but I, it, it never really worked. I don't I don't think Lacey ever works. So I'm kind of if the situation is her contract's coming to an end and she's not resigning, it sounds like she's kind of just I'm done trying and they don't seem like they're trying to do anything else. Which then you sometimes you gotta do that. Sometimes you gotta figure out another pan plan. Maybe the WWE isn't for everybody. Right. Uh, and Hollywood with with Lacey. I mean, I thought the Southern Belle character was fine. Uh, like it was, it was very passable for her, and it worked. Uh, I thought she cut some decent promos as that character. Where, where did you stand on on Lacey Evans throughout her run? I mean, th- th- I think her being out now is not that surprising, but the lead up to it, it seems like they tried to make her work several times. Yeah, I didn't really connect with her either. I think she could have benefited from this new regime in NXT as we see Dana mm. go down there and working with some of the younger talent. I think, you know, it's also like a fresh start for Dana Brooke as well. And I think Lacey Evans could have highly benefited from that as well. Uh, you know, the woman's right punch was just like devastating. And I thought could have built upon that. But... um. You know, just I just think when it comes down to her WWE career, a lot of stuff is just bad timing, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. And, you know, you see the way things are moving and things move like a machine. I just think it's just bad timing. So, um, like I said, she I didn't connect with her either, but I wouldn't say necessarily WWE dropped the ball. I know a lot of people are saying that. I just think that, you know, it just probably just didn't work right now, and we'll see what happens. My thing is, if Wrestlers are super passionate, hit the indies, and come back. I mean, look at Drew McIntyre. Cody, Cody did it. <laughs> Drew Cody, McIntyre did it. You know, yeah. McIntyre you see probably Lace- paved the way, and Cody knocked it out of the park. But do you see Lacey doing that, though? <sighs> if she's passionate about wrestling, yeah. If she wants I mean, to Macy, be back. I'm sorry, Macy. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a good, that, I think that's the question, right? Like, how, how much does she love professional wrestling and like we're not going to put words in her mouth I mean Mm -hmm. I don't know we don't know but I mean again I'm with you guys on that she never really fully connected with me uh, as Mm -hmm. her as a character you know in in any of her iterations but I will say the Southern Bell one was the one I thought made sense like whenever she cut a promo um, you know her in-ring work was was pretty solid but whenever she cut a promo, it was it was believable, right? And, mm-hmm. and again, maybe that's not who she was as a person, and she was done with it. That's totally fine too. But 
in compare when there's certain wrestlers who when they cut promos uh, or just kind of talking in the ring or, or you know they're performing for the crowd you just kind of don't buy it right like you you appreciate them trying i never felt that with lacy as a southern bell like it, again it, i never was the biggest fan um mm-hmm. and in no way should she have dethroned becky as the man for the title you know during <laughs> right. that run or anything like that but she was an effective heel uh-huh. right she yeah. she did what she was supposed to do and everything she did was believable yeah. Uh, you know, and again, the repackaging, uh, with the, you know, she had the pseudo baby face run for yeah. a second, which for for like a day, I think people really enjoyed. They're like, oh shit, Lacey yeah. Evans, and then it kind of Thumbs petered down. out. Thumbs it kind down. of petered out, and then the Sergeant Slaughter knockoff, uh, just didn't work out either. Twitter, she was yeah. oh, Sergeant Slaughter's daughter. daughter. Her Twitter fingers went 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 nuts that <laughs> that one night. Yeah, she was going she was going off. But um, it's it'll be interesting because again, for someone who hasn't been used on TV all that much, her leaving uh-huh. kind of made some news. And again, to your point, Brian, some people are saying WWE dropped the ball. Like, did you guys care before this news? You know right. what I mean? That, there well, we go. You you know, like one of my favorite women's wrestlers is Ariane Andrew, who was Cameron. Right. Mm-hmm. And the thing about her, I always felt was the missed opportunity was when Naomi was trying, they was trying to do this heel run. I yeah. felt that she should have been Naomi's manager. And then uh, she asked to go to NXT. And, you know, we hear the story that, you know, Ryback, and then she defended Ryback on Twitter, and that's what got her clipped. But we saw her, you know, make a appearance in AEW. But more so, she utilized it to make a career. And, you know, she's doing a couple Tubi movies. You know, she's got her brand going. She's got her music career going. So I'm interested to see what Macy does. Will she utilize this? And that's the best part about when you're in the WWE. You can utilize that and help it propel you. First, you're going to hit the indies. You're going to make the top dollar your first, no pun intended, the first three months. Because yeah. all the promoters are going to be so excited. Everybody's going to want to take the picture with the former WWE superstar. And then yeah. you move forward as that starts doing us. How do you recapture or stay on top with that momentum? So we'll see. But I don't think WWE dropped the ball. I mean, she's got 1.4 million followers on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's, it's, I it's, think it's, she'll it's, figure something out. Well, yeah, it's, it's, well, but th- that's the thing. It's it's real. The ball's in her court. It's it's her game to lose at this point. And I just, I'm not. I don't think I'm sold in her staying in pro wrestling. No, I don't. I don't know yeah. if. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if, she, if if she's. I don't want to say she didn't have the passion for it, but I mean, and looking at women like Lacey Evans compared to women like Liv Morgan, you you mm-hmm. can see like when Liv's hurt right now, but I'm I'm seeing footage of her. You know. When when she's ready, she's working out, and she and she's yeah. in that ring trying to and get to the point where she needs to get to in the ring. I don't know if Lacey Evans is about to hit the indie circuit, and or, or if like I don't know if AEW is trying to grab it. Like we talk about that war, I don't know if Lacey Evans <laughs> is someone that AEW is trying to snap up right now. So it there there could be limited options for maybe Impact, mm. but you know it 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 may be more likely some of the smaller indies. If she wants to go that route, there's probably a plethora of things she can do, though. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What? There it is. You heard the drop. It's time for They Said What? Three of us have listened to The Masked Man Show and Cheap Heat, as I'm sure all of you fine listeners have as well, because, well, you're already subscribed to our wonderful feed here on The Ringer Wrestling Show, but we get to do something I'm sure you all wish you could do from time to time. We're going to respond to a take dropped by the likes of the legendary David Shoemaker, Kaz, Peter Rosenberg, Stack Guy, Greg, or Dip. And for today's edition of They Said What? We're going with something from the Masked Man Show, but not from Shoemaker or Kaz, but from their guest, former WWE head writer and author extraordinaire, Brian Gewertz. Hollywood, play the clip. Where is the, the pathway to where The Rock officially acknowledges Roman Reigns in some way, shape, or form? I would say this. I, I would be shocked if The Rock uh, like appeared anytime soon while uh, the strike is going on. But I would be equally, if not more shocked, if The Rock never appeared in a WWE ring again. Um, and, and, and figuring in this storyline at some point too, but everything it needs to be, um, it needs to be crafted and discussed and thought about. Um, and if, if, if the rock would say, again, we've never talked about this, just my opinion. If the rock all of a sudden like tweeted something about the bloodline, it's not like if I tweeted something about the bloodline, like who gives a shit if he, right something about the bloodline <laughs> the gates of hell are open yeah you know it's hard <laughs> to close the door again once you do it once you like dip your toe into the pool like it's on you can't just you know you could tweet grayson waller and he could tweet back and there could be a funny little exchange and you can mention it again but there's not going to be this pitchfork like mentality of like what are you waiting for do it you started <laughs> it all right but Rock stuff. First of all, I popped with with Brian calling Rock the Rock. Still, <laughs> you know, like he works he works for Dwayne Johnson's seven seven buck productions. You know, I mean, he's the a rock. senior. Yeah, he, but he's a senior vice president of development or something like that for seven bucks productions. Uh, still calls him Rock. It's <laughs> the Rock. Love it. I absolutely love that. But I mean, this is. This is a conversation, you know, we obviously had more so leading up to WrestleMania 39, uh, you know, a couple of months ago. And, you know, it's kind of been floated back. But this is someone who knows Rock really well um, and has known him really, really well for a long time. I mean, the Bloodline story seems to be going for a while. 
it would be malpractice, in my opinion, if if Rock doesn't get involved at least once before the end of this. Malpractice. Uh-huh. Wow. So, that's what they said. What I love it. I, I mean, well, he just even if it's it, he pops in for a night. He uh-huh. did, you know, he, I, he doesn't acknowledge Roman. Boom. You got your involvement. I, I, it, it's, I mean, it's, you, if, you, if you're going to have The Rock involved in the bloodline, though, I think you're going to want to get your money's worth. So I, I think you want to... Like a build? Like do it, a, or at the a very least, build. it's it's got to be a something. Like you, the, the, sure. The, the, I don't know what, what SmackDown anniversary is coming up, but The Rock's going to be on SmackDown. Roman and the bloodline. You, like, you know that everybody's going to be there and you need, like, you just have to wait for the moment to happen. But there has to be something. Like, I don't think you can just have The Rock pop in on a, on a, on a, on a SmackDown and be like, hey, I see you, Roman, or whatever. Because at some point, people are going to want that. Like, all the nostalgia freaks out there are going to want the match, right? They're going to mm-hmm. eventually want Rock versus Roman at some point, no? I mean, yes. Sorry for calling you has, has, <laughs> has that boat... Pa- I know, I was like, wait a minute. You're talking about me. My fault. Uh, My fault. Has, that, has that moment passed? <gasps> Wasn't no. that in L.A.? Wasn't that no. in L.A.? No, I will. I, I'm, first of all, he's a nostalgia freak. It's the oh, truth. Sorry. That's what everybody I was like, wants. They be, I, they be I, freaking I love my out brother. for I lo- freaking I love- out for these old these old time. Ra- <laughs> no, I won't say old time wrestlers, but like I'm, anyway, what you about to say, Brian? I'm sorry. <laughs> the oldest person here doesn't want to see old nostalgia. Oh man, <laughs> that, that's what you call evolving and constantly moving forward, ladies and gentlemen. Facts. Um, I'm an anomaly, I'm and, and this is not me taking a shot at Cal. For those out there, say, oh, you just called him old. But um, not. Nah, so here's the thing, right? The the problem is the Rock never openly retired, right? He never mm. said, I've had my last match. And no offense to Eric Rowan, we don't want that to be his last match. We want the proper <laughs> buildup. We want, you know, the one. Brian doesn't, one, the Brian doesn't want that to be the end of Rock's Wikipedia page. He's trying to fix it. it. And the crazy part is we're almost. Oh my gosh, we're almost 10 years on that app. We're That's almost nuts. at the 10-year mark in a couple wow. of years. So we don't want that to be it. Um, I love what Brian Gawert said. First of all, y'all make sure y'all check out the full interview, the full show. Uh, just incredible. Absolutely. It's a funny rock Triple H CM Punk story in there. Nice. Um, but the thing is, if it, 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 I agree with Ben. It is malpractice because Everybody knows the ties that The Rock and Roman Reigns has. If they never shook hands on television before, if that moment in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at the Royal Rumble never happened, maybe we're not talking about this. If there's not so many photos, you know, if let's just say if the bloodline consisted of just the Usos and Solo, right? And mm-hmm. main event Jay Uso suddenly became a star without the help of Roman Reigns. We never seen any interaction with The Rock and the Usos or The Rock and right. Solo. So maybe right. people wouldn't be screaming for it as much. But because we've already seen Rock and Roman in the ring together, because we've seen how they interact, we want this match, especially considering the parallels. Both of them were brought in as blue chippers. Both of them were supposed to be mega baby faces in one way. The crowd said, no, we're not accepting that. <laughs> then 
they both make dastardly heel turns mm-hmm. and become big stars. Everybody's waiting for Roman to flip that switch. I said, you know, um, just to pull back the curtain, when we had our, um, when I first started here almost two years ago, and mm-hmm. we had like our big production meeting, and it said, what's your hot take? My hot take was that Roman Reigns is going to be a bigger star than The Rock. Yeah. And I don't <laughs> and look now, so crazy. I'm just saying. So, yes, malpractice. I understand Rock and Cena had their moment, but give me Rock and Roman Reigns because I do not need that last match to that's, be a that's five second gonna, match for Eric Rowan. But that's why I was going to ask because Rock already had the match where he beat Cena and mm-hmm. then he, he, he dropped the belt to Cena and held his arm up and everything. Like, mm-hmm. what... What I was assuming that was a passing of the cho- uh, the torch at that point because that that was yeah. almost ten years ago or whatever the case may be. But w- what more? And I'm being honest. Like what what does Rock need to do? Is 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 the the end result Roman beating Rock? Is that going to further solidify Roman in people's eyes? Like what what what's going to yes. be the acknowledge him as the head of the table? I mean. Who- they, but they've been adding these graphics, right, of everyone that Roman's beaten. Mm-hmm. Adding The Rock on there would be incredible, right? Exactly. It, it would just be something to add to your resume. And look, he doesn't need it by any stretch of the imagination. If if Roman stopped wrestling tomorrow, mm-hmm. bona fide Hall of Famer, one of the greatest careers of all time, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But you have him beat The Rock. I mean, that's that's someone who arguably is on some people's Mount Rushmores. Who? You know what I mean? It's, so, so with Stone Cold next, like who else does Roman have to beat? <laughs> but there's no, but there's no connection with Stone Cold. At, you know what some, I mean? At some point, who else is Roman going to have to beat to be the goat? Like, because let think, me let me ask you a question: If this doesn't happen, if if because of SAG, because, yeah. let, let's say SAG happens, and then The Rock's got two, three movies, so he can't show up because there's been movie shit that made him not show up at WrestleMania. So he, let's say the, the strike's over at the end of this year and he's got movies booked up seven bucks for days and he can't do WrestleMania. This never happens. Is, is, is that, not, does that lessen what Roman's been able to achieve? Like, is, do you feel like a piece of the story isn't no, complete? I don't think it's, it's about Roman's career more than Rock's in terms of the context that we're talking about it. Mm-hmm. Because it's because look again if if Roman if his last title defense was against Jey Uso and you know a, a tribal um you know in tribal combat tribal combat yeah that's on paper that's sick to Brian's point mm-hmm. if Rock's last match on paper is against Eric Rowan in a squash <laughs> match that looks that, you can't do that to like one of the one of the best of all time you Dang. know what I mean and so I think this is more of a Rock thing. Than it is a Roman thing. Sound like because, it's a y'all thing. I mean, look at Stone look, Cold though. His last match against Kevin Owens, right? We didn't need John that either. Cena's but keep last going. match against, against Austin Theory. The jury's still out either. on Austin Theory, but Austin Theory's still hiring Eric Rowan. No offense. I'm just no, saying. You're right. You're right about that. You know, I, 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 I would argue that I didn't need any of those matches. <laughs> <laughs> I, the, the Cena Austin Theory thing was cool to watch mm-hmm. to open up WrestleMania, but like I, I've not, I didn't think about that match until you just mentioned it just now. Ric Flair's last match, we're not counting anything that happened after 2008. That did insert Will Smith or Agent <laughs> MK, whatever. <laughs> Ric Flair's last match, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels' last match, Undertaker. 
would not count in Australia. I'm about to say, he came back. He came back with some. Uh, so they had that tag match that was horrible. No, was fighting in the no, stands. That didn't happen. Bald Sean. <laughs> um, they made it. They made an action. Remember, they made an action figure for Bald Sean. Oh boy, yes. that was. <laughs> That was one of the worst. <laughs> that ru- that almost Shawn Michaels is my favorite wrestler of all time. That almost ruined it for me. Well, Bald Shawn figure. Yeah, but this is what y'all get for wanting to, to make sure that nostalgia's got to stay with. Oh well, yeah, no, I want to see Shawn Michaels. I I, no one asked for that one. I, no wanna, one I can't wait to see Shawn Michaels and, and and Kane and Undertaker and Triple I, H. It, dude, it, it, I mean. Not. It's no. not on that level. I think Rock could still go, and obviously we don't we don't fully know the ring shape thing. That's but again, thing. They, he looks like those gazillion bucks. He looks he looks like a legit Greek god at this point mm-hmm. in life. And so I mean? does Roman, and so does Roman. And they te- they teased it on Young Rock. I yes. stopped watching Young Rock. That, that was good. but that, that was moment good. happened. That, that was, happened on national television. Yeah, that was. Good. What are we I'm doing? Because I've missed Young Rock. <laughs> that, that 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 moment was dope. I, I I guess if this match is gonna happen, I hope Rock's training now because the Roman that he would have got five six years ago was a different animal at this point. And right. Rock, I remember when Rock came out that he had that tag match at Survivor Series and he put in work. He started that match and it was like a good five minutes in the beginning and then he stood up on the ring. You can't do that with Roman in 2023, 2024, baby. Roman is out there 20, 30 minutes and he is going to be Superman punching and drive by and spear. (laughs) I'm just saying, Rock better be ready. If if this is what y'all want, Rock better be ready because Roman is, I don't think Roman is going to be pulling punches. He can't. You think he's going to Shawn Michaels him, Shawn Michaels Diesel WrestleMania 11? Through through the Dasher boards, through a table. <laughs> Listen, Roman Reigns already beat Brock Lesnar after Brock Lesnar brought out a tractor and lifted up the whole ring. This is going to be him versus The Rock talking about who's the real head of the table. Roman's about to try and take that man out. <laughs> I, Rock, I'm, Rock better be... You saw what he did to Logan Paul. Yeah. Yeah. Just be ready. Just be ready. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready I'm for ready. it. We're yeah. ready. We're ready, Cal. Really. And you know what else I'm ready for? I'm ready to print some nostalgia freak shirts uh, <laughs> <laughs> that Brian and I can wear and we won't tell Cal. So we're going to go plan that out and we'll mm-hmm. be right back after this break. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And we are back. It is now time to go to the Wednesday Worldwide Hotline to see what you, the people, have on your minds this week. Brian H., tell us who called in and play that clip. So, apparently, my guy, Perry, he had Perry. another injury. <laughs> oh, oh, sweet. Not again. Oh, no. I didn't mean play to. I, I, Not I, again. Uh, yeah, play he was in the kitchen. And... Uh, <laughs> 
He woke Play up in the ER. Here we go. Oh, God. Hey, y'all. Uh, this is Perry in Vermont again. Um, just got out of the hospital again. Uh, doctor said uh, I passed out from pain. I cut my index finger off making one of my famous stir fries. I'll be fine. It's going to go back. Um, last thing I remember before the incident was Brian Hollywood Waters saying that Ronda Rousey was a Hall of Famer. Like, I just want to be clear here. You meant like celebrity wing, right? Because she ain't had no Hall of Fame career in wrestling. Hollywood, why are you trying to kill me, bro? Love the show. Okay. Love, love uh, the show. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need a few things from Perry. First of right. all, one, uh, would like to try some of this killer stir fry uh, yeah. that he's apparently a master at. Two, Perry, we're going to need you to stop listening to the show while you're being active. You've, you So far, you've gotten Facts. into a car accident. Yeah. You've cut off, a, uh, you started cutting off limbs. Yeah. And look, we're all about safety here at Wednesday Worldwide. So everyone else, please uh, listen, listen responsibly. You know, it's, right. th- that's all, that's all we can say. Right. But I, I do remember when Brian said this, mm-hmm. I think my eyebrow went up a little bit, yeah. but it, it was in, Kind of the grander context of her putting over uh, Shayna. So, but Brian, I'm I'm throwing it to you. Yes, mm-hmm. defend yourself. <laughs> yes, I mean, look what she's done. You know, we can make the argument that evolution doesn't happen without her. Uh, mm-hmm. For WWE to have the confidence to put on an all women's show, but yeah. like Ronda Rousey utilized her star power from the UFC, brought it to WWE. And, yeah, she went on the run. And I understand people are going to say, well, she was booked that way. But she put in the work. Let's not be crazy. She put in the work. She said she went from competing with the women that's in the locker rooms in the UFC to working with the women that's in the locker rooms in the WWE Superstar. So, mm. you know, main event in WrestleMania, that's a huge deal. Being mm. in the ring with Triple H and Stephanie McMahon and Kurt Angle, that's a huge deal. Huge. And then... For her to give back, you know, look at the feud with Liv Morgan. Uh, mm-hmm. You see what she did with Shayna. So, yeah, Ronda Rousey, yes, she's a Hall of Famer. Um, I mean, just on the stats alone, holding the title for as long as she did, you know, that right there solidifies. You cannot tell the history of women's wrestling in the women's evolution without Ronda Rousey. Mm. Cal, do you, do you agree with Perry that Brian was... <laughs> Was a little on one, or uh, well, I, are you are you on Brian's side? I th- see. The thing is, is I I look at I go I try and look at it as logically as possible. So, is Ronda Rousey a WWE Hall of Famer? Um, I'm going to assume so. I I would think because again, I think Brian brings up a great point. Um, I, from what I remember, when Ronda was on that streak in the UFC, and, and uh, she was the the most important. Uh, athlete in UFC at that point in terms of just people being interested in the pay-per-views. It was Triple H and Steph McMahon. I remember you would see them at the UFCs. You would see them with the Ronda gear on. Then you would see them in photos with her. Um, And it was around then that Steph McMahon was spearheading the, the, the evolution trend where they were going from having the women be divas to just the women be superstars performing at, at, at a high level. Um, and 
the icing on the cake was Ronda Rousey coming over and signing a WWE contract to be a performer. So I understand. I, I could tell if, if Ronda Rousey said, I'm done wrestling, I'm done everything. I could see WWE putting her in the Hall of Fame in like five years. I, I could just to have the ceremony to, to put all of this into a package to really show people. And, and again, because outside of that, then she did perform in, hey, my uh, my Liv Morgan Funko Pop came in the other day. I think <laughs> this, this wouldn't have been a moment without right. Ronda Rousey, uh, you know, saying, "Hey, I'm 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 ready to you know get get beat by somebody, some by a great from Jersey." But uh, I personally, I. I could care less. Like I, 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 I was never <laughs> wowed by Ronda in in the long run. I think. Um, there's a lot of questions to what her runs actually were in the WWE, just looking at it on a week-to-week basis. Like, if you look at it on that level, you're going to get a very different read of Ronda Rousey, WWE superstar, than you do on a macro level and look at the influence and what that actually meant for people now being able to get your Charlotte Flairs and your Bianca Belairs and, 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 and your Baileys and your EO Skies, like, the reason that a lot of that stuff is happening is because WWE shifted gears when Ronda Rousey started to pop, in my opinion. Right. And, and look, there there are 234 individuals mm. in the WWE Hall of Fame. Mm. There, there's not exactly like a stringent... There's not like... Uh, sorry, let me do that again. There's not exactly like firm requirements to be in. Right, you know right. what I mean. So they lend in a lot of people, and to to Perry's point about you know the celebrity wing, there's there's twelve celebrities as part of that, but two hundred thirty four people. And again, they're just going to keep letting in group, you know, three, four, maybe five people uh, every year at a time. Right. So the, there's a world where it makes sense that Ronda is a Hall of Famer, and, and based on name recognition alone, yes, like mm-hmm. we're we're not doing this on in ring work capabilities, right. It's the right? WWE Hall of Fame. So you, you Tor- got Tori it. Wilson is in the WWE Hall of Fame. No disrespect. Stacey Keebler is in the no WWE disrespect. Hall of Fame. Baltimore. No disrespect to them, but they were they were great WWE performers, right? And and they left an impact. Ronda, uh, you know, whether you enjoyed her work or not, from an impact standpoint, yeah. I mean, come on. And, and you know, whether it's in five years or a little bit beyond that, uh, the pomp and circumstance behind bringing back Ronda Rousey for, for that type of ceremony, people yep. will pick up. You know what I mean? And by people, I mean mainstream media. We'll pick media. up. ESPN will do a thing exactly. on Ronda Rousey going into the ES, or the, the WWE Hall of Fame. We'll do a thing yeah. on, on Ronda Rousey 100%. going into the WWE Hall of Fame. So by name recognition alone, she's getting it. And she, her resume is also not one to, you know, stick your nose up at, right? She's she's a multiple-time champion. Yeah. Um, and, again, main event WrestleMania, maybe that should be... not. That's not a prerequisite because there's a lot of people who are all famous who didn't main event WrestleMania. But right. that's something to to hang your head on as well. So exactly. I think she's, she's definitely going to get in. It, it, I don't think, to, to Perry's point, not everyone will be happy about it. No. And, and that's <laughs> totally fair. Right. But is anyone really fully happy about anything when you're a, when you're a wrestling fan? <laughs> All right, Brian, what else we got? All right, so we're going to go to Nick from South Florida. 
Word. who uh, wanted to talk about something we discussed last week. Hello, Wednesday Worldwide. This is Nick calling from South Florida, and I actually have a double hot take. Uh, first hot take is going to be about the best entrance um, ever. Uh, Y2J, absolutely great, but I think y'all are sleeping on Kane. He uh, was completely unexpected. They did have the vignettes before, but he popped in out of nowhere. It wasn't a match or anything like that that he was involved in. He wasn't a participant until he decided to come in. I'm picking that as my greatest uh, entry or arrival. And the second hot take is in response to the hot take the caller dropped. Um, I think these records are, are ridiculous because all they really show as far as reigns is how long a booker or a writer wants to keep the person in the position. And comparing Roman now to Bruno, that's just ridiculous. If you look at the talent that surrounded surrounded Bruno at the time, I mean, I was not even alive, so I can't even really name it, versus all the other people in WWE that could be carrying the title. Seth, Bobby, Cody, Brock, there's a lot of competition for that title and a lot of more opportunities to have someone else take the lead. When Bruno was around, wasn't a lot of other people who could carry the belt that long. Also, Bruno was traveling around, working in different territories. It wasn't like he was with one particular area. So I think uh, I think using the term for the record as a reason to keep the belt on someone is pretty ridiculous because it's not like professional sports where the outcome is not predetermined. A booker could make it so anyone has any type of record if they chose to keep it. Uh, Honky could have gone longer. You could make the Miz the longest-running world heavyweight champion if you wanted to. Yeah, there's some other things involved, but I think uh, those need to be thrown out the window because they don't really matter because it's not based on anything outside of the control of the riders. It's my hot take. Thanks. All right, Nick. <laughs> did his own mini podcast episode uh, in the middle of our <laughs> podcast. Uh, but all, all all really well thought out points there. Indeed. Cal, I'll throw it to you first on the Kane thing. Uh-huh. What do you think? Is, is Kane close I, to the Jericho see, debut? I this, I think the thing is, is you're, you're almost, I don't want to say you're looking at two totally different eras, but I will say, because I, I was, I remember being deeply in the, in the throes of this, what's going on with Undertaker and Paul, because that's what it was. Paul Bear and Undertaker were beefing, and it was because he knew the secret, and, and they, this, this has been drowned out for so long, and then the debut was this grown ass man and all this fire. And and he was just a, a big red machine. He was a monster out the gate. So yeah, I think that um, in terms of a big pop for a ongoing storyline, I think that was an amazing debut. I think the moment with Jericho is kind of, is, it, it, I think it's bigger because of a, I'd have to go back, but there, like Jericho on, he was on the down down slope when he was in WCW, and a lot of that was right. because they didn't believe in him. Mm-hmm. So I, I think at, by the time Jericho made it to WWE, wrestling fans were openly smarter and actively talking about that stuff. So I think Jericho gets more of that, like. Uh, I don't want to say free agent, but it's like kind of like the, the the hottest, you know, number one signing or whatever. WWE just picked them up and they're immediately pointing them at 
the number one guy in the company. I think I think it's it's that atmosphere that kind of blows up the Jericho one more so than the Kane one. But that when I it, when he was talking about, I was thinking about that Kane. I'm like, yeah, that story was uh, that story was pretty good, and and, the, and that debut happened at like just the right height of that of, of that period. It's a it's, it's definitely something that it, it's not something I completely disagree with. I'd still scale. And lean towards Jericho, right. Brian. Are you are you Jericho or Kane in these rankings? Oh, I'm definitely Jericho on this one. I'm mm-hmm. Kane. Okay. Like it's it's just two different things when you really think about it. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a storyline debut and then just a person debuting in WWE, right? right. So I think I think that's that for me that's the difference, and I I, I totally get what he's saying. Um, and and that Kane's is up there though. It's not like Kane's is not. Wasn't exactly. impactful or wasn't dope. It was. Exactly. It was fantastic. But Jericho's man, it's there's a reason why we celebrate it, <laughs> right. freaking almost every year. You know, uh, in terms of the record holder discussion, I mean, my biggest gripe with it right now is there's multiple of these types of stories happening in terms of like days of titles held. Gunther is going through right now with the IC title. Like he's about to get it in, was it like 24, 25 days? Yeah. Um, there's obviously the Roman thing. And that's where for me, it's, it's kind of losing a little bit of the luster where I don't know. I mean, these records matter to some extent, but I don't know if, again, I don't think at the end of, well, maybe it, Will though, I'm like talking to myself into these records, like meaning it a lot more. Actually, like when Gunther is at the end of his career, and we remember right. him as the longest reigning international and intercontinental champion, right. uh, in in addition to probably what's going to be a Hall of Fame career, like that's going to be one of the things we go to. The Roman thing, I think, is I feel like everyone's just afraid of that number <laughs> and afraid of that <laughs> long of a reign. And I, I don't think he's going to beat Bruno's longest reign. There's just too many wrestlers at this point. For that to happen, that would be that would be wild. You were both looking at me like you 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 think it could happen. Uh, I mean, WWE doesn't build up anybody that is is like capable of holding on to that, or or at the very least transitioning the company into whatever the post Roman thing is going to be. It's Roman's rain the lose i i the one thing that uh nick said during that which i i 100 agree with in regards to pro wrestling stats is you have to remember that it is still a it's 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 a work so predetermined yeah. at, at a certain point it's based off of who the person promoting the company thinks is going to be the biggest draw. And if that means that Bruno San Martino has X amount of years as champion because he was just the biggest draw, that's what it was. But that's how it was back in the day. And I think that's, we're going through a time where hip hop's just turned 50. But mm-hmm. if you look at the, the hip hop that's out today and hip hop's being celebrated, it's night and day. I think at a certain point, um, I don't want to say you, you it, it's not as crazy as killing your idols, but I think a lot of these records, WWE, it, they benefit from those records being updated because a lot of people who are watching, you know, he said it himself. People know that Bruno San Martino has that record. For a lot of the time, WWE was, they were beef with Bruno, so they weren't even mentioning a lot of this stuff. This is more recent because they got into good graces before, you know, Bruno, when Bruno got put in the Hall of Fame and whatnot. 
at a certain point, nobody watching the product currently is going to know anything about what happened in the 60s and the 70s and stuff like that. It's going to make more sense. Not for right now. Like right now, it's ludicrous. This is all ludicrous. 20 years <laughs> from now, the, the, the little eight-year-old who's watching this product right now is invested in Roman Reigns or invested in somebody beating Roman Reigns. They're going to be the ones at the bar talking about back in the day when for three, four, five years, Roman, I don't know if it's going to be that long, but he, Roman had that, but you ain't never seen nothing like that. Cause there's no, gonna, there's nobody in that bar. It's going to be like, damn, do you remember when that time <laughs> when Bruno was in year four or whatever? Like it, it sounds like you're, you're talking about the biblical time at that point. So now I think <laughs> it, it, it been, and it's I might be no disrespect, but I think it benefits <laughs> WWE to update these records for the future of the WWE, what, what things are going to look like in 10, 15, 20 years. Because it, it's good. It, you have to acknowledge the then, but they're in the now and they have to think about so, forever. So what you're saying is people who care about these records are past, present, and future nostalgia freaks. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I, the, the, the records thing is very much a nostalgia. Just the keeping of stats in pro wrestling is very much a nostalgia freak thing. It's why there's so many sites that you can look up. Do, do me a favor. Go pro do, go and Google Pro Wrestling History August 16th. There's going to be a bunch of sites talking yeah. about the day that this pay-per-view happened or the first time this person lost on Raw or what belt changed. And sometimes it may be a memory you remember. Sometimes like, oh, that happened. But people are so invested in that in pro wrestling. It's a big part of what they do. It's what they reference on all the time during the shows. But uh, you got to update that stuff at a certain point. At a, at, unless you're Michael Jordan, who's like an icon status, to, to like be that firmly still in the conversation of being the goat at something in the, in in a field, it you have to recognize that there's going to be people that are going to you know overtake your goals at a certain overtake your records at a certain point. Right. All right. It, I, I don't think it's always like people always say like the pen right and the power of the pen. I don't think it's always that easy. Reigns would have been champion mm. in 2015 and probably never let the belt go then. You know, it's got to be more like you got to he has to do the work. So if anything, you could say, man, maybe he's being rewarded for his hard work. But I never like to look at it like that. You know, people may say I take wrestling too serious, but I, I do look at it like, yeah, the record does mean something because it says, yeah, with confidence that nobody was outdoing me, nobody was outdrawing me. And this is the reason why I'm the guy. You know, I look at, you know, one of the things I disagree with when he said, like, when Bruno was champion, there was nobody really else for him, them to put the title on. Well, if you look at the second run, there was a names that's in the WWE Hall of Fame, people that you recognize because of their lineage, like Stan Stasiak, like Killer Kowalski, mm -hmm. like Ernie Ladd. So at any point in time, WWE could have went mm -hmm. with those names. Now, there was a show that I produced that Rosenberg did, and it may have been a hot take where he basically said, the reason why Bruno had that title was because of the class of people that went to the garden every week and Vince McMahon Sr. was not going to mm -hmm. take the title off him because that was their hero. You know what I mean? And then you look right. back during the 80s, during the rock and roll, rock and wrestling era, the reason why the title didn't come off of Hogan and he had it for so long was because he was a superhero. For me, somebody who didn't watch comics or didn't watch a lot of cartoons, wrestling was my cartoon. Wrestling was that for me. So Hulk Hogan was mm -hmm. my superhero growing up. So, you know, and, and Cal, you just brought up a good point. In the future, there's going to be little kids that 
the ones that do throw up their ones and acknowledge Roman Reigns that's going to brag about this, they're not looking at, oh, Roman should lose the belt because Seth Rollins is on the roster and he needs a chance with it. They're looking at it as a shoot. Like, yes, my guy always wins. Or, well, for goodness sake, if you like my daughter, can somebody beat him, please? So, um, right. yeah, I, 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 I appreciate the call. Definitely love the feedback. But, no, <laughs> I don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> man a, a big shout out mm-hmm. to everyone who's left us a voicemail uh, with their with their they said what takes they're honestly the highlight of the weeks when brian <laughs> sends them in sometimes uh into our group chat uh we can't get to all of them but we promise we'll get to as many as we can Indeed. peep the description of this episode for the phone number to call in drop your take We'll do our best to get them on the show. All right, before we get out of here, let's hit on last night's NXT and tonight's upcoming Dynamite. Let's each pick the biggest thing that stood out to us from NXT. And then let's vote on which one to talk about more in depth. Brian, kick things off for us. What was your biggest NXT I get to takeaway? Go first, so I'm probably taking cows right now. Wesley, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love Melo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Like, I love Wesley. You know, watching him come up through the business, just seeing that next level, you can tell he's got the Shawn Michaels sauce. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cal? Yeah, Same I thing? Think that, that, that Wesley, Carmelo Hayes, because uh, that's next week. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so hyped for that. That's the only thing I've been thinking about all day. It's going to be great. I, I laughed. I popped and I laughed when he jumped through the table <laughs> with with both feet. It just like it was it was cool, but simultaneously just a little bit dorky Yo, at the same time. Where I was like, "What?" Yeah, yeah I know. Right. You're like, Ooh, that, that looks like it hurt. But I mean, the match he put on with Dijak too was mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. fantastic. So uh, just a great show overall for Wesley. Man, that, that dude. Is a star, and again, I'm just glad they didn't put him back uh, in the North American title picture. And just they're just they're saying to hell with it. Like let's yeah, let's, let's, go. let's do this mellow uh, NXT title match. Let, let's get it going. Uh, yeah, wish there was more of a build, but I'm sure this won't be the last time. We saw Sami Zayn and at the time Adrian Neville going this long run, and I think it took four times before Sami Zayn became champion. Do y'all think that can happen mm-hmm. with Wesley and Mellow with, with Mello in the, or sorry, with uh, Wesley in the Sami Zayn role. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I think they can, they can have four matches where there'll be mm-hmm. four bangers. Right. Uh, and, I mean, in the, in this feud, Wesley's he seems kind of like the underdog, also yes. kind of the heel a little bit, but he's the, he's definitely like, more aggressive. Yeah. I feel like Mello is going to kind of become more heel-ish throughout this and, and just become more uh, of, of a, an obstacle that Wesley has to overcome. So I definitely see that. I mean, that's a great, that's a great comp yeah. where you just love to see that because they haven't... What was the last long NXT title feed where you just... I mean, Cole Gargano uh, was uh, good. Gargano Ciampa had those, those long Gargano feeds. Ciampa, yeah. So I mean, we're kind of due. I'm kind of due for yes. this to just let this run for a couple months. Good call, Indeed. Brian H. Waters. Uh, that's what we do right here. Let's hope for that. That's, <laughs> what, that's what we do. That's what we do. Looking at tonight's AW Dynamite fight for the Fallen. It's the one thing you're looking forward to most. Cal, what do you got? 
God, this card is not very friendly to me. Shouts out to Fight for the Fall. No, I think I'm going to be most interested in this Orange Cassidy versus Wheeler Yuta match. Okay. Okay. But <laughs> so slim pickings for you, Cal. Uh, Brian, what do so you I have? I was very hard on the Hardy Boys last week because I did not enjoy their match with the Young Bucks at all. So this week, I'm going to try to give another shot because I think he's low-key one of the greatest of all time, but his character didn't allow us to really appreciate him and maybe just because he was such a nice guy and that's Jeff Jarrett versus Jeff Hardy in the Texas Chainsaw death match. What does that is mean? That, that's a is that that's a cinematic match, uh, right? Ooh. It's or is that live? Ch- it's real chainsaws though? Like how how you going <laughs> I mean, what? it it better be a cinematic match or someone's going to die. What is a Texas uh, chainsaw Texas Chainsaw Massacre Deathmatch. Yeah, what does that mean? A game based on true events. So, so it's so it's sponsored by the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. Like, so, so, but does that mean like somebody's gonna be stalking somebody? Like, you know, are are they going to be in a room and like murderers trying to kill him or something? Like, what is a What's the is it like a chainsaw on a pole match? Like, is that basically what <laughs> this is? <laughs> Whoever gets the, gets it off the pole can mm. use the you chainsaw. Can just use it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, that sounds like sounds that sounds like dangerous. Yeah, that sounds dangerous. Uh, but I'm with Brian. I was with you on the uh, the Hardy's Bucks. Okay, match so I wasn't tripping. Week. That was <laughs> Jeff. Man, he just seemed off beat, off rhythm. And again, as a as a proud nostalgia freak, I was like hoping. <laughs> yeah, that how he, about that? You're like, oh man, maybe uh, he still got some, and you just it, it, again, he's just off rhythm. Uh, so because not, we got this not match great. in 2017 at a much better level, but much better pace. It's right. like, all right, we already, but that's yeah, six years ago. You know what I mean? like, ben, you sound like Father ben Time like is in my head. Ben, you Father sound like me in my undefeated. head when. I, when I hear these matches booked in 2022 and 2023, I'm I like, ran into that. That's my fault. This should have happened. This should have happened years ago. No, no, no. I ain't want Rock right. and Roman at 32, though. No, too but early. You, but you don't. <laughs> if Rock and Roman was too early, then is Rock and Roman in 2023, 2024 too late? No, because because if it's too no, I think because Ro- Roman's at the peak of his oh, powers right now. Roman was, you know, back then was, the fans right. weren't buying it. All right. You know, Rock, unless you turn him heel in the same way, but who knows Ra- if it goes this exact path. Rikishi, you better go holla at the Rock and start training <laughs> now then, because this is, this is a different animal. It's a totally different animal. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to what Kenny Omega has to say tonight. <sighs> and more importantly, what he's doing it all in. Right. Uh, I would I would like to know. I mean, that's great that you've, Sold eighty thousand tickets. What is one of your biggest stars on the roster Damn, doing at the biggest point. show? I just answer me that, and I guess hopefully tonight they start that answering process, guys. That's how you do Wednesday. Be sure to check out our other Ringer Wrestling Show offerings because we are coming to you every single day of the week. We've got the Mass Man Show with David Shoemaker and Kaz on Mondays and Thursdays. We've got Cheap Heats on Tuesdays and Fridays with Peter Rosenberg, Stack Guy Greg, and Dip. And you'll find a Wednesday worldwide smack dab in the middle on, of course, Wednesdays. If you're not already, be sure to follow us, subscribe, and hit us with those five-star ratings here on Ringer Wrestling Show feed. As always, Cal, Brian, tell the people where they can find you on the socials. Um, at Cal on Twitter, 
at CalDub on Instagram and threads, although I don't really be on threads like that. But maybe if you talk to me on threads, I'll, I'll hop on threads more. Um, but it ain't about me. It's about where y'all at. Brian H. Waters, where are you at? And where is I'm at Brian H. Waters on everything. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, threads as well. I, I'm like, Cal, I think everybody like left threads at once. But I will say, Ring of Wrestling is on threads and people interact with the post there. So make sure y'all check it out there. Check out Ring of Wrestling on TikTok. We already hit 500 followers. Let's hit 500 more. Um, make sure you check out the stuff from our shows as well as, um, you know, some exclusive content. More to come pretty soon. Thanks. More to come. You can follow me at Cruise Control. That's Control with a K on Twitter, Instagram, and Threads. And but more again, most importantly, follow at Ringer Wrestling uh, on on TikTok, Twitter, Threads, all of it, because that's where you'll find a bunch of dope shit that we're doing and uh, staying up to date with what we've got going on. Thank you very much to Brian Hollywood Waters for producing this episode and making us sound better than we should. Gentlemen, thanks for the Graps Chats and everyone else. We will catch you next week. Worldwide.